Hello and welcome to another episode of the Girls in Work podcast. This week we're chatting with Beth who works in the wonderful world of affiliates and affiliate marketing. We talk to her about what her job involves, how important it is to trust your instincts when it comes to your career and life and why you should absolutely never let any job stamp out your personality. Beth is an absolute hoot and we had the most fun doing this interview and we hope you enjoy. Um, so Beth, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you do and your career so far? Yes. Um, I find it so weird when people say career now because I feel like I'm still so young, but I'm definitely not. I graduated like six years ago. But yeah, so I am Beth. I work in affiliate marketing. Um, I feel like no one really knows what that is, but it's essentially partnerships kind of marketing. Um, Career-wise, six years, I've been here, there and everywhere. I think that's probably one thing that people will say about me is I jump quite frequently um (laughs) but I think that is also a positive so I've been various different places um worked with some really big brands um some beauty brands and then I went to kind of a network where I worked with lots of brands basically um things like Nike Selfridges things like that so yeah it's hard to explain my career I've just bounced around (laughs) to a lot of different places yeah (laughs) we were talking about this um earlier Beth weren't we about like quote-unquote job hopping and actually sometimes like that's how you advance in your career by moving Mm -hmm. from job to job and I think historically obviously the generations before us a lot of people Mm -hmm. chose a career or chose a company and they were there for the whole like 40 years or however long it was whereas now I think it's a lot more accepted I mean kind of we're getting there aren't we it's a lot more accepted to go from job to job a bit more frequently 100% and I know so many people who have left a job and come back and got the promotion that they wouldn't have got if they hadn't have left in the first place um so I mean not recommended very stressful way to get a promotion but (laughs) (laughs) um gosh I was only talking to a friend who I used to work with in a company a couple of well years ago now and she says about three people have come back recently and got like huge promotions so I don't think that's a Mm -hmm. bad thing no I mean no not at all it's been one of them I think where like it's if you know it's the wrong like you start somewhere and you know it's wrong mm-hmm. you, you know you either make that that go with your gut make that decision of like mm-hmm. you know am I going to stick this out or is it not worth it and I, I think a couple of times in my career I've gone yep I'm going to stick this out we're going to ride the wave and then other times I've been like no this is no I know we need to get out so I think it's quite nice that when you find your place you know obviously stay there but if you know that it's not for you or you know that you can learn something else somewhere else I don't see any issue with people moving and like I think like if I speak to my mum she still says now like oh you're still there are you you're not looking for a new job because she makes this joke that you know six six years in and I think I've had maybe like five four jobs actually I think this is my fifth like it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot but I think she thinks like she's still got that very like I don't want to say old people because she's, I mean, she's old. What can I say? Um, <laughs> hope she doesn't listen to this. Um, but it's very much that, like, you stay in one job for, like, 20 years or one mm. company. And yeah. I think that now just isn't, it's not what happens now, is it? Like, people move so much more freely, um, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think the world's changed as well, hasn't it? Like, travel is so much easier now. So, like, we've all moved across the country, actually, for jobs, mm-hmm. haven't we? So, yeah. and actually, when when my mum was starting out her career or whatever, it's probably that wasn't possible for her. Um, mm-hmm. Beth, for those who don't know much about affiliate marketing, would you be able to just explain a bit about what that involves? I feel like, yeah, I, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would if you can. Yeah. 
tried. Imagine if you were just like, no. I'm not going to tell anyone. Goodbye. End end this bit. I have struggled for the past six years to explain it in simple terms. Like, I don't think my boyfriend fully understands it. He'll say, like, it's like top cashback and stuff. And I'm like, yes. And my mum will kind of be like, oh, well, is it blogs as well? And I'm like, yes, it can be. But essentially, affiliate marketing is any external website that can direct traffic to, you know, a retail. doesn't have to be retail. It can be any any transactional website or lead-generated website. And my roles have all varied from being the brand who works with publishers, which all we'd call them affiliate. Um, I've I'm currently am the affiliate. I've also been network side, which like liaises between the two. So we essentially you award publishers money for generating traffic like and sales to your website. And I think it's still quite there's other there's newer forms of digital marketing, but it's definitely one of like the newer ones and I did a marketing degree and I'd never heard of it. So <laughs> that says a lot, I think. It's kind of like recommendations in a way. Yeah. I feel like because you, you're obviously looking at people are researching stuff online mm-hmm. and you kind of go onto a website and get a recommendation for a brand and then it kind of goes from there. Yeah, and it's it's anything. I feel like, yeah. Anyone that can put a link on their website to link to their website can mm-hmm. get the commission. Like yeah. things like cashback, voucher codes, blogs, even like, you know, like compare the market, for example, like all those things. People don't even realise that, you know, when they're clicking through onto these brands' pages that wherever they've just come from will earn a percentage or a monetary value yeah. on that. And it, it's, it is a massive industry that people mm-hmm. just don't even realise. And it's quite exciting for me mm-hmm. Because I'll be like, well, that's an affiliate. Like, oh, look at me. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? But like, I can't get away from it because it's everywhere. But it's nice. Like, it's almost like a bit of like a secret underground thing that people don't know about. And I'm like, how the hell have Mm -hmm. I got here? I'm here. <laughs> I love that. I know. <laughs> to explain it. That is amazing. It sounds exciting. It sounds more exciting than it is. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I guess we kind of touched on this already, but is, is this area of marketing something that you have always wanted to do? Um, no, <laughs> simply. Um, <laughs> I finished uni. I did, so if I go all the way back, I don't want to babble on too long about my life, but I am... Um, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Started on the <laughs> day I was born. I was born. It was an awful day in February. <laughs> My poor mum. No. <laughs> Basically, when I was at school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I think at one point I wanted to be like a speech and language therapist, which is just funny because a lot of people can't even understand me when I speak really, really fast. Because <laughs> so that would be just terrible. But I took business studies at school for GCSE because the business teacher was quite nice. I mean, he was a middle-aged man who was a bit of a dilf can you imagine if he listens to this <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so i took it at school because of this lovely man and also because i loved the i loved the apprentice and i was like man it's a bit of me that i reckon i mean no not at all um so then i did it at a level because i thought why not and then when it came to like i very much just did the traditional route because i was lazy you know like a lot of people finished and they were like i'm gonna go out into the big bad world and i'm gonna do this and i was like i'm gonna go to uni because it's the most logical next step and i don't have to work really for the next three years like, i worked at greg's don't get me wrong i did work but um <laughs> greg's, what the hell uh, <laughs> i'm not sure you could get any more northern than working at Greg's. you couldn't could you and do you know what? I worked there for five years and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> best oh, best I love job. That. Um, oh. 
It was so good. But yeah, so I ended up picking marketing only because I was looking at like human resources and stuff and the closest like uni that did it, I mean, it was too far. I wanted to stay at home. I wanted the ease of staying at Greg's <laughs> and living at home. Like I was like, I've got my whole life a little planned out. I'm going to go to Greg's at home. So I was like, they do marketing. That'll do me. And it was all very much like, meh. I like business. Marketing's part of it. Let's give it a go. And it was only when I came out of uni, I was like, what What part of marketing do I want to do? Because we learned very much about like, this is a billboard. Wow, look at that billboard over there. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like, this is PPC and this is affiliates and this is how you work, you know, SEO and all that, which arguably is the biggest part and the most mm-hmm. important now. So yeah, I think Definitely. a lot of people come out, especially when they do a marketing degree, because people think, I know marketing, but there's, I mean, we all know there's so many different avenues you can go down and different ways to, you know, use that degree that I came out and was just like, well, what do we do? And I had always thought I'm not that kind of person that would go to like an assessment centre or assessment, you know, that kind of interview where you present and you're all mm. people are st- like I think it's awful that you go in and there's you're pitted against each other there's probably a big group of you and you're all in on each other's presentations judging each other and I thought back in the day all mm-hmm. the big companies did that and I was like I'm not clever enough to work for them but I got an oh. interview at one I know it sounds terrible doesn't it? I'm not clever enough <laughs> I just didn't think I was like that vibe but I no, do you know what? I totally this... get that. I had something yeah. similar when I was applying for my first job. It was, like you say, Beth, it was a lot of assessment days. And um, any company where it said you ha- you're going to have to do a presentation as part of your interview, I was like, nope, move yeah. on. Next yeah. one. No, thank you. It's daunting. It. hate yeah. it. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's so daunting, especially, you know, you've just come out of uni. The most you've done is probably a bit of a group presentation and cobbled it together last minute or whatever it may be. So I went for it and I just put it down. as I'm going to go to this agency and do this assessment thing as experience. And one of my friends who um, I'd met through blogging, funnily enough, I started my blog halfway through um, uni. And she said to me, I showed her the brief and I had to talk about how I would improve some areas of any business of choice or something like how you'd improve their marketing and I picked boots because no disrespect to boots at the time their digital marketing was was shit it was horrendous <laughs> and um I picked them and my friend was like you should put affiliates in there and I was like what have you just said to me I don't even know what that word means like <laughs> what are you on about <laughs> she basically copied and pasted the slide and was like put that in and that literally the rest is history from that I, I was like I just read it off the screen and the affiliate team I could it's funny because the person at the time who was like interviewing from the affiliate team is my manager now in my current role like it's gone full circle mm. but I just remember when like them being like oh my god someone's mentioned art like they know they she knows it like she's heard of us like <laughs> and that even now that's when they know us like they're always like the small thing it's like you've cracked the code genuinely and then you had to go like the second part of it was like um face-to-face interviews and they picked the people that had like performed the best to go first and I was like pulled out first or second or something and I was thinking like I didn't know at the time obviously they picked the best people first but I was thinking oh my god did they hate me and just want to get me out of the building but yeah I got the job and that is the long-winded explanation into (laughs) how I got there basically when you're having a really shitty day at work you blame your friend right it's her fault that you've ended up in this career (laughs) pretty much I'm like what have you done to me this is the worst thing ever 
but most of the time I'm just like thank god because I do wonder like with these little quirks and things that happen like if she hadn't told me to do that would I have got the job would I not would I have got a job in a different department would I be sat there doing PPC and no disrespect to anyone who does that but like that's boring to me I couldn't just sit and do that so if you think about those little Mm -hmm. tiny little moments that you don't realize at the time but shape what I can now call a career Mm -hmm. which again makes me feel like scares me that I have a career now not just a job (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's fascinating isn't it when you think back and I think about it quite a lot and it's all of those little split decisions and things like that that each one leads to something else and one of the oldest sayings but everything happens for a reason it's I truly truly believe that it's so cheesy and some people might think oh no it's it's not that but it really is no it's almost I I know what you mean so if it's like you have those sort of really key moments in life where you're like actually that kind of changed everything because I had a similar thing when when I went to uni I was I applied for a university in London and literally a couple of weeks before I just woke up one day and was like this is not for me and I ended up calling um the local university to my home did a similar thing to you Beth I stayed at home uh whilst at uni and I was like and yeah completely pulled out of London stayed back at home in Leicester and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made um and I don't, and I don't think you know you, you kind of think oh I wonder what my path would have been if I you know went to London did that route but actually you know that was meant to be yeah um, like 100%. like Beth choosing her business studies because of the teacher <laughs> I ended up to my very first job <laughs> my very first job was in accountancy and I worked in accountancy for three and a half years and I learned so much at that job but I only ended up in accountancy because I took it at A level and I only took it at A level because the tutor made me laugh on the open day and I was like I literally had (laughs) one final option to choose and I was like oh he makes me laugh I'll take his subject and then yeah and then when I was like three years later when I was like miserable I was like this is his fault this is his fault (laughs) it is funny how Um, those moments that like shape it are always ones where you just go like you don't think too much into it I think sometimes people like so serious mm -hmm. like I need to think about all my options I need to know what I'm gonna do but you have to go with like that in that split second like with your gut and just you know what you're like and I think yeah. that's one of the important things is like you sit in your stress about the small things of like if I don't do this am I going to be get here and like it doesn't matter like because like you say mm-hmm. what would the three things we've just said are also sh- like silly little things that then, <laughs> you know, that have then actually been the best things we've done like it's just like don't sweat yeah. those things like and it's hard to say that obviously if it's like a you know it is a big thing of do I go here for uni or do I go there but you just kind of have to go with what feels right I think yeah yeah, yeah one Absolutely. of the best things my boss has ever said to me is and um, whatever decision you make it's the right decision at the time yeah. that you've made at the time because you've had mm-hmm. you've had all the information mm-hmm. in front of you like no matter what decision we're talking about and you've gone with what you felt was right and as long as you always do that then you can't expect anything else from yeah. yourself and what I was that? like mm-hmm. that's that really is nice. so true that is actually so nice <laughs> isn't it mm. okay so next question um what is your favorite thing about your job oh the I think my favourite thing about my job is that it's sort of midway between the relationship stuff because we all know, as you can tell, I like to chat, right? So it's really? Rela- oh, I know, you would think that, you know, I, I just, I know, I'm so timid and quiet, it's just, I can't, I can't even. Um, so it's definitely that, but it's mixed with the more analytical side as well because I can say, oh, well, I know that this bit of activity has driven this much money and it had, you know, a cost of sale of this and like I love love exceeding a target like I had my like probation review at work recently and my boss was like what you know what motivates you at work and I'm like 
hitting my target, like smashing that target. And for, you know, my clients and stuff to be like, yeah, she's smashed that. Do you know what I mean? Like having been able to put the, and say, well, I've just driven this much money. So that's that much for the business. That's what I like to be able to put like a value on it. But then I've still got the nice chatty side of like every week having a little chat with some of my clients, seeing how the holiday was. And, you know, that like it's the balance that I think I enjoy the most. Oh, I, that was a really lovely answer. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Beth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we can wrap it up now. <laughs> Beth had no idea what she was letting herself in for when I switched to this podcast. <laughs> nope, nope, but here we are. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I guess oh. kind of going the opposite way now, what's kind of the most mm-hmm. challenging part of your role or, you know, maybe the most challenging moment you faced and how did you overcome this? Ooh, I think... In terms of the most challenging thing, sort of in career wise, I don't think it's ever really been like, oh, you know, that work was like too much or that was a bit annoying. It's more going back to when I've been in a job where I've gone after a week, I hate this, like, and I know that I need to get out. And I think I, my job just before starting this one got there mm-hmm. and I don't even know why I took it because I, I always go with my gut and I didn't. And I, I just was like, no, it's more money, which doesn't equal happiness, by the way. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> that age-old I thing. I took the job because <laughs> that age-old thing, money does not buy you happiness. I mean, it, it does a little bit. But <laughs> I went and it was a lot more money. And I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to love it. And within a week, I was like, this is horrendous. Like, this is not for me. And it took, I think, five months, five or six, no, I think six months to, to find a new job that I was like, this feels right, I'm going to go for this. And I think that little part of my career was the hardest, but also I learned so much. So it's not necessarily like, oh, in day to day, I find it really annoying when this client says this or this person in the business does this. It's more like I can really pinpoint that six months of being the hardest six months of my career. And I got out of it mm-hmm. by believing that I didn't, that company was like, not, it wasn't for me, it wasn't where I wanted to be, it was not an environment for me, but I knew I could get out. And now I'm in an environment like, I mean, this business, after three months, let me relocate back home and work remotely. So, like, that they value me more. And I feel, it sounds mm-hmm. sad, I'm like, I'm thriving here, <laughs> genuinely. I'm so much happier. And it, it makes such a difference, doesn't it, when you're in a job that, like, you don't hate. Oh, my goodness, because yes. you just, everything else is, everything mm-hmm. else is just so much easier to cope with when the job isn't like hanging over you and I think yeah yeah towards the end of my (laughs) accountancy (laughs) career my very short-lived three and a half years the probably the last year of that I was I was so unhappy I was so miserable I was crying in the toilets like every single day and it doesn't just affect your life at work it affects because you spend so much time at work or doing work it affects everything else like you get home Mm -hmm. and like you're still miserable and you're thinking oh my god I've got to do it all again in the morning and you can't really enjoy your weekends because you're like oh my god in two days I've got to go back and it's just all consuming isn't it happy work happy life exactly exactly (laughs) coming out with these little one-liners guys what is this I know well we're about to get a little bit more deep now I hope you don't mind um have you found that you've learned anything about yourself as your career has progressed I guess We've slightly touched on this already with your previous answer, actually. But I think one thing I've learned, and this would probably sound quite deep, is like growing up, I was always like the loud mouth, and like then going into my career, that's that stayed. I mean, as you can tell, but like I've always in the back of my mind been like dial it back, tone yourself down, you know, and every single bit of feedback I was getting was your, basically, if I get an email and it's a bit shit, I'm like, oh my God, this, and I go off the handle, or used to, don't as much now. But I think one thing I've learned is like, it's okay to be passionate and to show it in that way. 
but not completely. So, like, mm-hmm. during my career, I can literally tell you, in every single job, I've had the same feedback to a little, like, different degree. And I've learned that I'm not going to stamp that out because that's me. And I think that's a really important thing is, like, going through your career, if you, you're in jobs where they're, like, trying to stamp your personality out of you. Because I'm never unprofessional, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I'd never go up to a client and be like, you are an idiot. <laughs> I would just do that to myself, you know. You play it out <laughs> in your head. And yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, I think what I've learned is if they're trying to change you, that is not, like, that is an environment that isn't for you. And, like, that's not to say that everything I do is absolutely right and no one can change me because I have adapted and changed and learned how to deal with the way that I react to things. <laughs> but I think that's one thing, as I've sort of grown older as well, is I've learned to accept that I am normal and I'm not, like, this weirdo that's loud because that's just me and that's okay. No, I think that's really important. And I think it's something that we talked about before as well, so... Um about kind of being your authentic self at work and not feeling like you have to change. Because obviously throughout your career, you're going to learn so much and develop, you know, professionally and personally anyway. But I think the most important thing is not to lose touch with, you know, the person you are and something that you kind of don't really get told that. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's a really nice point. Mm. Yeah, I had... um... Gosh, I'm talking. To, I don't think I've ever mentioned my accountancy job on this podcast, and now I'm just like, this is just keeps coming Here up. She is again. again. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you work in accountancy? You know I, I wasn't sure. How did you know? <laughs> I, did you know I did for a little bit. Um, but, um at the time, I because I started that job when I was 18, so I was much younger, and so at, the, at young, the time, yeah. I had no confidence, and I always used to get told I was too quiet. But at the time, like me being quiet was a personality trait, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. And they used mm-hmm. to tell me, oh, like, you need to do more self-promotion in the office. And I was like, that's just not me. Like, I had, there was like an intake of us. And most of the other people that joined at the same time with me were all boys. They were all like, really like self-confident. And they would, oh. they would literally go up to the managers yeah. and be like, here's, look what I've done. Or like, they'd literally stand up in the office and be like, oh, does anybody have such a file? Because I need it. Because I'm working on this really important thing. I just be like, gosh, that's not me. That is really not me. And like you said, Beth, earlier about like hitting targets. That's how I'm more driven by I want to hit my goals I Mm want to tick stuff off my to-do list I'm not all about the flashy showy things Mm -hmm. I I think like how you are in an office situation or at work and things no you're never taught that you're just expected to finish uni or you know however whatever route you go but you're expected to just go into the workplace and know how to act and I find that quite difficult Mm -hmm. because yeah like how am I supposed to know that you know I can't wear this and I have to go and sit there in the meeting and I can't say this and I can't speak to this person I've got to go through this person to do this like no one teaches you that and I think in a lot of businesses you're not even given the chance to learn that either so like it's just like the too quiet too loud too this too that like I do think these days as you know businesses are a lot more like accepting of kind of everyone Mm -hmm. it's I don't think anywhere half as corporate as it used to be and I've I've been quite lucky not to work in like super corporate companies but I just think at what point do you learn any of this like it literally is on the job and you know you can't go in and be this amazing worker like you know what I mean on my very first Mm -hmm. day I literally asked my manager if I could go to the toilet because I was like I'd literally just come from school (laughs) and I was like am I allowed to leave my desk I I don't know how this works and she literally like just laughed at me and was like yeah you don't need to ask me I'm not your child minder I was like oh okay sorry one is lunch i'm like do i bring lunch yeah. what time can i take lunch how long like what you know what's the vibe like 
that for me yeah. is the worst one because I'm literally mm-hmm. like, does, does everyone go out? Am I going to be on my own if I bring my own lunch? If I don't bring my own lunch, like, am I going to have to go out on my own? Is there anyone nearby? And I'm like googling places, being like, well, just in case, I can go here. <laughs> oh my god, office etiquette is a minefield. It really is, it is. and it, it differs from office to office. So like, you might that's the problem mm-hmm. as well. You might crack it in your yeah. first job, and then you move to a different one, and it's like, because my first, God, here we go again. My first job. <laughs> Oh, was that an accountancy? <laughs> oh, God. No, I can't do. Oh, okay. okay, so that one was very corporate. And, like, it was kind of of the culture. And, again, I don't... I think it's changed a lot since then. But it was the thing, like, if you came into the office, like, after half past eight, you were late. Like, your contract was nine till half five. But yes. if you came in after half eight or even yeah. thought about getting up from your seat before six, like, you would get stared down. Um, And then I mm-hmm. moved and got, like, the, my second job. And I remember being in the office at quarter to nine. I was the only one in there. And I text my friend who was still at the other job going where is everybody I don't know where anybody is and then they all just like <laughs> rolled in at like five past nine I was like what is this like what world have I just dropped into so it can I have had that exact same experience my job up north before I moved to London was like I mean I worked every hour under the sun you used to get in the office at half seven in the morning but then the job in London I was like well surely this is going to be quite similar I got into the office at like half eight no one was in <laughs> It was like none of the lights were on. I was like, "Are we all okay? Like, where the hell is everybody?" <laughs> Usually, I've been in for an hour by now. Like, what is going on? And then, like, say everyone just strolled in. Like, morning. I was like, "Morning. It's afternoon now, mate." Like, what? Is going on? But then I very quickly learned to love that, and it was very flexible and like the best thing ever. And I think that's when I started like getting to grips. Like, oh, I can have a work life balance here. Like, this is great. <laughs> this myth but, that yeah, I've getting to people grips talk with the I don't even know what we're up to with the questions anymore. (laughs) I think this is one of our favourite questions that we like to ask. Um, So what advice would you give to your younger self knowing what you do now? Um, I think my biggest thing is like, just go with it. Go with your gut. If it feels right, do it. I think that would be my advice like roll with it because I just think we put too much pressure on ourselves to get things right first time it, it's just unrealistic and I think I've learned more going into companies that I wasn't sure of or like trying you know a different part of affiliate marketing or whatever that just roll with it is my advice simply okay slightly different advice question here is there any advice you'd give to someone looking to get into the world of affiliates Ooh. once they know what it is yeah once you know what it is I'm acting like it's honestly this cryptic thing it really isn't once like once you understand it it's really easy like not that the job's really easy day to day but you know what I mean like Mm. what am I even saying I don't know um (laughs) I've just got visions of like Beth's office being like right it's like the third post box on the left and then you need to (laughs) type in this code and this door appears (laughs) oh honestly right so I think my advice to anyone wanting to get into affiliates is research it because all the companies I've worked at if you ask them what degree they've done or how they've done it some people have done apprenticeships others I mean most of the time they've not done a business degree or a marketing degree they've done like history or psychology they're really really common so if you're sat there thinking don't know what she's on about but I'll give it a research and it sounds interesting you can it doesn't matter it's not like oh you have to have done this and you have to have got this roll with it um I've done loads and loads especially in my first job in London of interviewing all the entry-level people that come in and all we looked for in those people was enthusiasm you know they could write their name was always a, a key starting point um <laughs> They could kind of use Excel 
and they turn up on time. And genuinely, you can get into the industry by having a bit of common sense and being passionate about it. It's not like, yeah, like I say, this it's not a cryptic thing where you have to have a certain code and, and we'll only let people in that are a certain height or whatever, like, not like that. It's actually a lot simpler than it sounds. Nice. Okay, so final question. If you weren't in this career and could do anything in the world, what would it be? Whenever anyone asks me this, I always want to say a florist. And I don't know why, because I can't, like, if I get a bunch of flowers from the shop, <laughs> They look like death by the time they get home because I can't cut them right or put them in the vase right. <laughs> I don't know why I immediately go, oh, do you know what? A florist. I'd just love to be a florist. But that is all I can think. Or something like have a little cafe in like a nice little quiet village yes. somewhere and I can make loads of brownies and people could just come in and eat brownies. Like, I, why not? That's my dream as well. I mean, I can't bake for shit, but I want to have a little coffee shop, in, like you say, in a village where everybody knows everybody and everybody comes into my coffee yeah. shop in the morning and everybody just like knows each other oh. preferably by the sea as well that would and help. they bring dogs <laughs> as well dogs are allowed yes yeah. oh yeah dogs mm-hmm. definitely oh. <laughs> mate that, that is the dream like I don't want to be by a computer really or is. anything I'll have someone doing all my finances and that because I ain't got a clue in fact my boyfriend is an accountant so we've, so if we'll just go into business that's it I, I was just about to say I could do that with my <laughs> oh with your accountancy <laughs> that you're our main financial person on the group. But no, I, do, I think... That's, it's a plan. That is what we're going to do. Um, so I'll send the business plan mm-hmm. as if I'm on The Apprentice. See, told you, I knew it would come back. Um, <laughs> Here we go. We just, we just need a location and a name and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be right. I think that's at the end. Yeah. That is the end. Um, <laughs> that's like, thank God. <laughs> well, um, it. it's been so good. And one thing I always like to do is just quickly go over some of my favourite points of the podcast because I've been taking notes Beth oh god so I guess just to recap some of the the really nice things that we've spoken about in this episode obviously Beth feel free to chip in so it's okay to leave a job if you're unhappy and it's okay to jump around um kind of across your career and always sort of go for the role that you love um it might be hard sometimes but always go with what feels right quote happy work happy life got a, quote. Uh, a really nice I've one is <laughs> Oh, wait, that's the first quote. Wait till you hear the second. Um, Don't let a job stamp your personality. Um, Always be yourself at work and just let that passion kind of shine and come through. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to kind of get things right the first time in your career. Like there's there's obviously going to be things that Mm -hmm. you learn and develop and it's okay to kind of make mistakes um, and you will obviously get there. And then finally, just to kind of summarise it all. And the second quote is just roll with it. I think that's a really great way to end it. Just roll with it. Yeah, I think that kind of summarises it. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Beth. Thank you, Beth. This has been that was so an much absolute. fun. <laughs> I have loved this interview. Thank you. <laughs> like I said earlier, it's just made the whole day. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for giving up your time to do this with us. So that is it for this week's episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. As always, thank you so much for listening and please feel free to share the podcast and leave us a review. That would be a huge help for us. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and also any questions you have too. We'll see you in a week for the next episode of the Girls in Work podcast.